The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Some very special guests joining Brad Whisker and I in studio today. It's it's not every day that you commit decades to something, but just so happens that we have someone here who has done exactly that. Elaine Wanger has committed 43 years to Goodwill. She's joined by Doug Roxborough, the marketing coordinator for Goodwill. I mean, she must be employee number one, employee of the month all the time. Well, this month, certainly. There's no question about that. Elaine's actually retiring at the end of August, and we couldn't be more proud uh, personally um, just because her story is actually so inspiring. I mean, she's been with Goodwill for 43 years. Um, but it's also great for the community, good for the organization, and, and good for her. I mean, it, you've earned it, Elaine. You've earned it. Elaine, do you remember your first day of work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Can you take us through it? What, was, what were you doing on your first day? What was I doing on my first day? I was ironing. Ironing? Yes, ironing. That's a long day of ironing. And then did you did you do ironing for a little while or was that just like first day and then the next day you did something different? Uh, the second day I went on to be um, on the mango folding sheet for a contract that we had. Why did you decide to, to work at Goodwill? Was it to give back to the community? Is that why you wanted no, to do that? No, um, back then um, I got my job to Canada Manpower. I don't know what they're called nowadays, but back then it was Canada Manpower. They got me the job. And it's my understanding that, that this job helped you put uh, your kids, Curtis and Mindy, uh, through school, correct? Someone. That's incredible. I even went to school myself. Really? And then through, and this was all because of, of your 43 years at Goodwill, right? No. Oh. <laughs> Well, what was it? Nothing to do with Goodwill. Something they wanted to do, and it was something I wanted to do. Very nice. But you were able to, to fund it through the ongoing work, right? I had to pay for it myself. Yeah. Well, and, and you did. At the same time, I was also working, too. Has she... My kids do school, working, going to school myself. Yeah. Has Elaine inspired a lot of a lot of others to, to take part in the Goodwill program? Yeah, so it, it's great. We, we do have a Career Connections program at Goodwill, uh, which helps find programs for people with disabilities uh, to find meaningful employment. And I say meaningful because it's not necessarily employment through Goodwill, but also could be with a private organization, which is absolutely fantastic. But Elaine, I mean, has been with Goodwill since it was, since she, she's been all over the city. She's been downtown, she's been on 51st Ave, she's been in the West End, she's now at South Park, about to hang it, hang up her jacket. Um, but she's just one of the most inspiring people that I've personally met uh, at Goodwill and, and through Goodwill because of her story in, in in working with our organization, which is absolutely great, dealing with customers, which is fantastic, uh, but also just being a personal motivation for not only herself, her family, her friends, but but people who come in the store. And uh, we, we, we did make a video of Elaine uh, a couple of weeks ago, and just the people that reached out and said, wow, like this is actually a nice 
personal story because of the way she's been inspiring and she's been on radio she's been all over i mean we're on radio right now but she's been <laughs> she's been kind of all over the place just because of what she kind of brings to the table have you made i mean after 43 years at one company i'm sure you've made a lot of friends both co-workers and and customers do you have a oh, lot of connections sure. you know one of the outfit that you cannot make friends. You have to make friends with everybody, even if you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> you are in customer service. <laughs> so all body customer service. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have a lot of connection with your coworkers? Oh, I do. I do. Um, some of my coworkers I have left. I've kept in contact with some of them. Some of them I've lost contact with. Some of them have passed on or have gone on to better, better jobs or whatever. But that's great. I mean, to celebrate their their success as well. Now, I I always find that sometimes the biggest compliments are not said to your face. You just hear about them through other people. Doug, do you hear? compliments about Elaine constantly? Constantly. Actually, um, we, we opened up our brand new West View location on the West End of Edmonton on Stony Plain Road and uh, she was part of the ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, one of the, We had a lineup outside of the store. This was back in early May and uh, all, all of a sudden we cut the ribbon and Elaine did the let the party begin. Like that was. I she, did that with South Park too. Uh, Let the party begin. And just the people that just saw that enthusiasm uh, came up to me right afterwards. Uh, came up to other staff members. They're like, "Wow! Like this is people are happy, uh, which is great." And and we opened the new stores because it was important that we we showcase the best that we can give back to the consumer, but. She's just she's she's been an ambassador for so long that her energy just resonates with people. Her enthusiasm just resonates, and it you can actually feel it and feed off of it. It's it's something to behold, actually. I I'm I'm very it's 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 amazing to think about all the connections that you've made over this long period of time. Why did you decide now now was the time to to retire? Was it you'd You'd given it all you could, and and it would just felt right. I think it's time to give it, hand over the reins to somebody else. I've done my duty. Do you have a successor in line? I want to spend some quality time with my grandchildren. Oh, well, you're got, a, you're a grandma. You look yeah. great. Yeah, I got three granddaughters. Very nice. And so, I mean, as we said, you 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 put your kids through post secondary and yourself, and and now you're taking some some Elaine time, right? You you want to focus on? Yeah, I want I want some Elaine time. I want to downsize. I want to get rid of a lot of stuff. Moving to a, a different area of my life. Um, I want to be able to enjoy life. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about some more of the awesome things that Goodwill and Elaine are doing here in the province. In studio with Doug Roxborough, the marketing coordinator for Goodwill, and Elaine Wanger, 
who is celebrating 43 years with Goodwill. We left off. Doug was just about to tell us all the amazing things that, that Goodwill is doing here in the province. Goodwill is great for the community. We do a lot of uh, fantastic things giving back to Alberta. So it, the great thing is, is every time you spend money at Goodwill, 89 cents of every dollar goes back into programs to help people with disabilities. It's an astronomical number for any nonprofit that's out there. And it's something to behold because these programs, and I've, I've met some of the people um, that we do help, and, you know, they're, they're so good. And I, I hate to use that as a pun, but it's, it's just they're inspiring and, and Elaine's story is just one of them where she's been with the organization for 43 years now she didn't go through our career connections program um but it's giving people a chance giving giving people every everybody wants a purpose in life i want a purpose you want a purpose everybody wants this and and this our program our career connections program gives people a purpose and a chance at at employment at work at at giving back at at doing what they want to do at love every everything um and and that's what just like i actually get a little choked up about this i, I really do and it, it's just inspiring and amazing to see and Elaine, I, I just want to just want to go into some. Sometimes the work that we do, we don't like it so much. I hear that ironing your first role on the job was not was not the job for you. No, it wasn't. I didn't like it. I still don't like ironing. <laughs> so how did you, in closing, how did, how did you find your passion at Goodwill? Where how did you find what what made you the I, happiest? I did a bit of experimenting. I messed around a little bit, did what I felt I could do, and you know, the rest is history. I, I went from area to area. I worked my way through the, the system, and now I'm... I know everything, or just about everything. There is to know about Goodwill. Finally, we have to ask, is there a special party being planned for Elaine, or is it a secret or something like that? I don't want to give anything away if it is, so just, Doug, just give me the eyes if, if I've said too much. That's okay. She knows the date, actually. Uh, she She's hanging up her jacket at the end of August, August 30th. Yeah. Uh, we might be doing something special for her on August 29th. Isn't that right, Elaine? You already yeah, know about yeah, this. Yeah, I know all about <laughs> do you feel, is your Do you feel appreciated after all these years, a big moment? I'd better be. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Roxborough, Marketing Coordinator for Goodwill, and Elaine Wanger, congratulations on 43 years with Goodwill, doing, from what I've heard, absolutely amazing work. Well, it's been a long, amazing journal, journey. Uh, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've met a lot of different people along the road. I guess I'll keep meeting people as they go through life. I have a feeling you are going to keep making friends wherever you go. Oh, yeah. I hope so. We've been waiting for an update in regards to the autopsies on what police believe were the bodies of Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski.
Just now, the Manitoba Medical Examiner has completed those autopsies and has confirmed the two deceased men located in Manitoba on August 7th of this year were Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski. The next of kin have been notified and they've been offered support. RCMP can also confirm that the two died in what appears to be suicides by gunfire. While both individuals were deceased for a number of days before they were found, RCMP say the exact time and date of their deaths are not known. However, there are strong indications, they say, that they've been alive for a few days since last seen in July and during the extensive search efforts in the Gillum area. Police also confirmed two firearms were located with the two deceased males. And forensic analysis is underway in order to definitively confirm that these weapons are connected with the northern BC homicide investigations. The Manitoba RCMP completed their search of the area where the two male bodies were discovered approximately eight kilometers from where Mr. Dick's burnt RAV4 was located on July 22nd, 2019, so of this year. Investigators are now assessing all items located in Manitoba along with the previous findings related to the three northern BC homicide investigations. And that's in order to gain more clarity into exactly what happened to Leonard Dick, Lucas Fowler and China Deese. The assessment, the assessment will review all the investigative findings to date, whether it's statements, evidentiary timelines, physical or digital evidence, and the BCRCMP have also engaged our Behavioral Analysis Unit, which the acronym is BAU. The BCRCMP commits that once we have completed that review within the next few weeks, we'll be providing the families with an update with respect to the totality of the investigations and then releasing that information publicly. A lot... Like like we said, we, we I don't think we expected the autopsies to give us all the answers. It seems that we now have some of the answers. Um, very few in the grand scheme of very, things, right? Very few in the grand scheme. But, I mean, maybe, perhaps, like they said, once the, the complete entire investigation is completed, they'll have a few odds and ends. But uh, the big takeaway take is that the bodies found were, in fact, as we strongly in, in intuited we haven't we had an intuitive sense the RCMP said that it was Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski and that the two died in what appears to be suicides by gunfire that's that's the big takeaway yeah it makes it quite clear as to why the RCMP didn't mention what items they had found last week they had mentioned that they had found a few significant items close to where the uh, damaged boat was found and not too far from the bodies as well and clearly or you would assume so that those items were the guns used in what is suspected to be suicide by gunfire Um, it also explains a lot that these two young men were obviously dead for a significant amount of time and that explains why which we've had a few experts on the show explain to us that that infrared equipment that was buzzing around overhead could not detect the bodies of these two young men because they had been dead for quite some time and obviously you need to produce heat to be able to find uh, these bodies and by the time they had deployed that arsenal of of uh, of equipment they were already dead. Um, This is really uh, just another small step forward into finding out what really happened, what day they died, how long investigators were that close to the bodies. Maybe some witnesses are going to start popping up in the coming days and weeks now. They feel comfortable because these two are no longer on the run and hiding. It's... uh, 
every little thing that comes out over the next few weeks to few months, really, because that's how long it is yeah. going to take based on the release from the RCMP. It's it's going to be just a small step, one step at a time, as they slowly release more information. And we, Brad and I, have had continuing coverage this week. We will continue, and and last week we're talking about about the things that are not always top of mind but must be so pressing for the families of those involved. We talked to Dr. Boss about the concept of ambiguous loss where in the case of, of those who, who had been murdered, there's there's a loss and, and we don't know all the answers. You, you don't necessarily have a final idea of what happened to them. And then again, now the families of, of Schmigelski and McLeod, they, they don't understand a potential motive. They don't understand what led them to this point to be found in Manitoba dead? It, it's it's really difficult. And, and again, for us at home, because because when things like this happen, there's so many. How could this happen? It's so it's so horrific. It's so brutal. And then you have to kind of come to terms with well, the fact of the matter is is that we we may never know. And and for me, even personally, that's that's really tough. Yeah, and hopefully today we haven't been able to confirm yet that. Uh, a news conference is being held. If it if a news conference is announced, we will carry it here live on 6.30, Chad. We will also carry it live on our sister station, Global News Radio 880 Edmonton. Uh, an interesting interview done by Australian 60 Minutes with, I believe it was the sister of Lucas Fowler, um, saying that... Oh, I think it was D, uh, China Deesa's sister. Kennedy okay, Deese? So, yeah, so, that's... Yeah. So China Deesa's sister, um, very critical and openly critical of Briar Schmigelski's father, saying that he is deflecting any sort of responsibility. Um, I understand that perspective. I understand that opinion. But I think like everybody else, when your son is off on a murderous rampage, I, I don't think any parent can adequately prepare for that sort of incident to happen. And I think he he's like everybody else. He... His son has just done something terrible to three families. His son is also dead. There's a lot to there's a lot to go through here. There's a lot to think about. And when you're getting bombarded with questions, yes, you may may, may say something incorrectly, but I, I just feel like it's a little tough to be critical of the father. And I I know we all know about his background and the things he said, but this is a this is a very very emotional time for everybody. And the 60 Minutes episode that Brad's referring to, so Alan Schmigelski told Australia's 60 Minutes late last week he won't believe his son is a murderer until he gets facts saying he knows how the victims of the or the families of the victims feel. In a quote, he says, "I'm so sorry for what's happened, whether it's my son or whether it's something else. We don't know. I have just lost my son. I know exactly how you feel." That's what he told the program. He went on to say, "It hurts a lot. He was my only child. I'll never get to hug him again. I'll never get to tease him again. I'll never get to." spend a minute with him again. At least I know where he is. His troubles are over. And then when reached via Facebook Messenger, that was on Sunday, and asked about his response to Deese's post, that was the sister of China Deese, Kennedy is the sister, Schmigelski said she too could go on 60 Minutes and that he could arrange it. He wrote, I manned up, I have nothing to hide. So a lot of complex emotions between the two families going on. And as Brad said, we will, of course, bring you the, the news conference if one does come up, but... Yeah, and it, it just uh, before we get to the news break here, if you're just tuning in, the medical examiner has completed the autopsies, confirming that the two men located near Gila, Manitoba last week were those of Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski, next of kin notified. They've been offered some support. The RCMP are also confirming that the two died in what appears to be suicide by gunshot. They also know that 
the deceased were gone for a number of days before they were found, but they still don't know the exact time and date of their deaths. Uh, they do know that they had been alive for a few days in and around that Gillum area. Uh, they've completed their search of the area where the two bodies were discovered. It was quite close to Mr. Dick's burnt-out vehicle. Um, they're now assessing all items located in that area. Many things to happen going forward. 6.30, Chad will let you know when they happen.